Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's going on, After Buzzers? Welcome to the coverage of The Haunting of Hill House Part 2. We are covering Luke and Nell tonight because, I mean, who doesn't love the fan favorite twins? Do not move a muscle. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's going on, After Buzzers? We are here once again for your amazing coverage of The Haunting Ooh, of Hill House. Amazing. amazing. That was my idea of spooky, you guys. Yeah, I like spooky. that. Um, I'm here with an amazing panel. Go ahead and introduce yourself, guys. More amazing. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Krista Flungy. And I'm Taylor Gates. Thank you for, for jumping on my yeah, amazing bandwagon. Um, I am Timothy Michael, you guys. Um, we are very excited to be here for part two of The Haunting of Hill House. Tonight we are covering episodes loosely four and five, Nell and Luke's storyline. Um, last week we covered most of the other siblings, so tonight we are covering the fan favorite twins. Um, you guys, I am going to open up with a quote just like I did last week. Please do. From the Shirley Jackson novel, The Haunting of Hill House. Don't do it, Eleanor told the little girl. Insist on your cup of stars. Once they have trapped you into being like everyone else, you will never see your cup of stars again. Don't do it. And the little girl glanced at her and smiled, a little subtle dimpling, wholly comprehensive smile and shook her head stubbornly at the glass. Brave girl, Eleanor thought. Wise, brave girl. No, this is not an audiobook, but I love opening up with quotes from the Shirley yeah. Jackson novel because it's why we are here. It's the, the, the baby of Haunting of Hill House. And I just, I, I want to read this novel. I, I admit that I haven't read it yet, but it just seems like an amazing book. Um, and I'm very excited to cover the twins tonight. Yeah. Um, what, are you, what were your initial thoughts of Luke and Nell? I'm, yeah, I mean, it. they're just so cute. Like, first and foremost, they're adorable. adorable. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, as as adults, they're obviously more complicated. Mm-hmm. Have been Still through. adorable. Still adorable. Very <laughs> yes. true. Hi, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I mean, I feel like Luke is, is one of the most sort of misunderstood characters right off the bat just mm-hmm. because... You know, you, you, like the one of the first times we see him, he's like stealing from Steve and all of that, yeah. and so we're kind of team Steve, you know, because he's stealing yeah. from his own sibling. But I mean, this actor did a phenomenal job playing him, and the writer did a phenomenal job fleshing him out. So we get to learn more and more about him, and really, really start to sympathize with him. I think as the episodes go on. Agreed. Yeah, I agree too, and especially with Luke, I l- felt more for him when I got his episode. Prior to this, I w- yeah, it was so easy to be team everyone else because, you know, Luke was doing all of these terrible things to his mm. family members and we were just seeing their reaction to it, which also, I just felt like he was so misunderstood, so I really needed his storyline and I love that we got it tonight. It's funny that yeah. you guys felt that way toward Luke from, from the beginning and then his story, as it progressed, changed your minds, whereas I looked at Luke from the beginning and thought, I just feel so bad for him yeah. and I want to be team Luke because I want him to succeed i want him to be okay yeah because he's probably fought all of these circumstances of being in growing up in this house i mean the mm-hmm. show is called the haunting of hill house That's true so you know he went through some stuff right off the bat like right off the bat in the Poor beginning Luke. i like what the the show starts off with um i mean clearly 
Luke and Nell are the most messed up out of all of the kids. Clearly. And it goes back to them as kids and them essentially being the first two that are haunted in the house. Like, do we think that's just because they're young and impressionable? Yes. Yeah. I do think that's definitely, yeah, yeah, the main thing. I also think it has a lot to do with the... So if we look at the season as a whole, Poppy, who lost her own kids, Mm -hmm. was haunting Olivia to get to the two younger Mm -hmm. kids. When she's like, you know, you have to wake them up if they were having a screaming Mimi and all of this stuff. I feel like they use Olivia's sensitivity to that world, that supernatural world, to get to Luke and Nell. And the only reason she could get to Luke and Nell, because obviously Theo is the next one up in line, and she clearly wasn't going to go after Theo, because if we learned anything about Theo from our last Don't episode coverage, yeah. you can't mess with Theo because she's too smart. Yeah. And we're not saying that Luke and Nell weren't smart as children, because they were, but... They're they, more, they're like, they give off a more sensitive vibe, sort of like in the vein of Olivia, I think, like, especially Luke, um, you know, compared to his older brother, especially, mm-hmm. like, Steve is very sort of closed off and yes. skeptical, and Luke he is very imaginative, you know, he's drawing all these pictures, he has, you know, just this really big imagination, mm-hmm. and he makes this really, really deep connection with Nell, um, who's, I would feel, is also, like, sort of in the sensitive sort of mm-hmm. side of things, too, just because... I don't know. She she just has that vibe from the very beginning. Yeah. Um, so I think that they do take after their mother in more ways than maybe some of the older kids do. Agreed. That's true, yeah. I also think that them sharing a room together, I don't want to say had a lot to do with it's it. It's like a two-for-one deal. Yeah. yeah, but if you look at all... I mean, this is a huge house, you guys. Let's be real. They could, they could have had their own separate rooms. Uh, yeah. Because all the other kids have their own separate rooms. I wouldn't have wanted my separate room, so... Right? Yeah. Like, I would be so terrified. So it's like... They were haunted together, essentially. Like, the haunting started together, and I just... They were together from day one, and I loved episode four. It's called The Twin Thing. And if you know anything about twins, you know that they have a very special connection, whether you grew up in a haunted house or not. So, for the writers and the creators of the show to explore that, because I don't think that the twins are in the novel. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't... I don't think so. I don't think so. If anybody in the chat knows, keep me on my toes here, guys. Um, I don't think that there is because I was Googling it beforehand. But I don't Mm -hmm. think that there's an actual twin um, connection in the novel, Um, at least not with the two siblings. So to have them like create that, it just adds another supernatural element to it because everybody looks at twins and their connections as a little freaky. Like Mm -hmm. one gets sick, the other one starts throwing up, or one starts crying, or one gets hurt, the other one starts crying. And they explore this twin thing. Throughout the the series between Luke and Nell, Chris, you were giving me some examples. Yeah, so I'm not sure, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the first one that we notice or we're given in the show is when the dad has that box of things that they found around the house, or the mom does, and then they put the hat the mm-hmm. top hat on Luke, and they make him an 11 out of 10 on the cuteness scale. When they, yes. you know? <laughs> oh. Yeah, just adorable. And then Nell's like, oh, he loves it. And they're like, how would you know that? And I just know it's a twin thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and then we get it with, like, the coin when they're dropping the buttons down the old speakers that they found, and they only get the one, the two, and she was like, I'm scared, and I know you are too. And then, like, you know, with the neck when Nell eventually dies and he's touching his neck the whole time and feeling cold. And they mentioned, like, an ankle injury where the other one's ankle's hurting. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and I've heard weird things like this before with twins, but obviously unless you're a twin, you don't 
understand yeah. it. Yeah. But it's fully. so cool if it's like, yeah. It is super cool. And like I said, it just adds another element to this show because it's, I mean, as cool as it is, it's still a little freaky. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. So for them to add that element into The Haunting of Hill House, I think is kind of cool. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk about that, the fact that they are also the youngest together. So they were always together because nobody else wanted to really play with them. I mean, yeah. you know when you have siblings or your younger they cousins. They have their own thing going on. Yeah, yeah. they have a, a different set of imagination. They have a different imagination than, than when you start getting older. And if we learned anything from Theo, and I only use Theo as an example because she's the closest to their age. Yeah. Um, Theo was on her in her own world. She wasn't playing with nobody. Um, <laughs> whereas Luke and Nell, they had this imagination where they they saw things and they created these yeah. worlds. I mean, you can see it from, you know, um, the the Red Room and what it meant to Luke, which was the treehouse, and what it meant to Nell, where it was, you know, the tea party room or yeah. the playroom yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Um, I think that's another reason why they were haunted so heavily is because that just, their, their age just makes them impressionable mm-hmm. as well. I agree. Um, I want to talk about now Luke is an, an adult. So obviously we we learned from the first episode that he is, he is a problem. And rightfully so. I mean, if you grew up in a haunted house, you'd probably have problems too. <laughs> yeah. Do we think that Luke is the most messed up out of the kids? Now we talked about Luke and Nell being the most messed up, but out of the two, who is more messed up? Nell? Uh, I- Equal? It's hard. I mean, Nell's ending was more messed up, but... That's funny how you you mentioned that. And I think it's easy for us to go and look at Nell because Because she ultimately did kill herself. But I feel like Luke has been trying to kill himself and yes. get away from he it has, Yes, yeah. he has the rougher... Go- but then, like, she... I don't... Yeah. I know, I know, it's hard. But, but Nell has those ups, too. She and does, I feel like Luke... Doesn't. Luke's, like, storyline until the very end is very much so, sort of, like, a downhill. downhill. And Nell has those kind of, like, ups and downs. Like, she does meet Arthur and she, she gets, gets that... Married. She gets yeah. married. She has those happy moments. Mm-hmm. But, like, that almost makes it more tragic because That's she had all true. of this and lost it yes, still. Yes, I agree. And I do, I do want to say, like, I feel like... Like, Luke and Nell are very, like, obviously sort of messed up. But what's interesting is you can see all three of the other kids are also, like, in subtler ways, like, very affected by all of this, too. And I don't know, we kind of, like, touched on that last week already and whatnot. But I just think it's cool that, you know, even, like, Shirley, for example, how they're like, oh, Shirley has this perfect life with her husband. And, like, we get in the last couple episodes that's not the case either. Like, all of them, Mm -hmm. like... No one came out unscathed. Yeah. Yes, I agree. What I love about what you just said, Taylor, is that there are ups and downs through Luke's journey, Mm -hmm. Um, and we get it from right from the beginning. As as Chris has said, you know, we we see him stealing from his brother. So Mm -hmm. we originally think, oh, that this guy isn't the best guy. We obviously see that he has. We obviously know he has a problem. and the writers really take us on this journey because we we may we meet Luke and he's in rehab. That's kind of what his episode is about. Mm-hmm. We meet him and he's in rehab, and he we get introduced to Joey, who I thought was a very interesting character because if you guys know anything about rehab, when you're in rehab and they touch on it on the show, it's your recovery. You can't and his his uh, caseworker Paige says it. You can't lean on another addict when you're getting clean mm-hmm. because we're not the most reliable, mm-hmm. and it's completely yeah. true. And I like that they introduced Joey because they kept you on your toes, or if he's going to stay sober. Or not. I know. I uh, that's I was I like loved their relationship because it was like I finally felt like Luke had someone that understood him, mm-hmm. in which she kind of did. Yeah, but she wasn't his best. Like you said, the best support system in the 
under the circumstances. But then you, like, you're rooting for them, and you're like, oh, work it out together, you know, defy the odds. And then, no, just crash and burn. I think they did such a great job with all those rehab scenes because I felt like it was so realistic. And I feel like sometimes, like, people can either make it, like, too fluffy and, like, too sugar-coated, or they can make it, like... Overdramatized. Like, overdramatic and just all dark and there's no bright spots. Because I think I misspoke when I said that Luke had all downs because it's not true. I mean, he would get sober, he would get chips, and, you know, like, he did have moments of, like like hopefulness it's just like um like almost much, a much rockier road because you do have to throw in you know like the drugs and alcohol which just sort of brings it to a whole new level yeah when we meet when we meet luke in this episode episode four he has 90 days clean mm-hmm. so luke, he just... can do it and and he alludes later on like he in his monologue um while he's standing up in front of the group while he's a getting accepting his 90 day trip that he's always gone back and forth he's gotten clean before but he's always haunted by this one ghost and i don't want to get into that right now but we learned that joey um is nine months clean and the only reason i bring that up is because you can relapse at any time Mm -hmm. and the fact that she was nine months clean and we get more of her backstory her mother was on her deathbed and she was stealing morphine from her like joey was like messed up uh yeah and we see that she leaves, but I was never clear on why she left. This That broke me. I'm sorry. That scene, I was like, are you kidding? Yeah. I think it's just sometimes, like, the, the addition, littlest, yeah. yes, and the littlest tiny things can trigger. Um, I just saw Beautiful Boy with the uh, the Timothy Chalamet movie, yes. which is all about that. And if I learned anything from that, it just kind of opened my eyes to, like, the littlest, yeah. tiniest inkling. Like, you know, the most dramatic things, like, you can sometimes get through those, and it's just tiniest, yeah. you know, like um, urges or yeah. temptations. Plus, yeah, and plus she obviously wasn't clean anymore. She was back on track. She was doing drugs, and I think the fact that he wanted to get to her, get her to a hotel so they could go back and get clean again, and that's just not the path she was trying to be on. Yeah. And the more, and maybe she also did it out of like kindness, too, because if he would have went with her, he would have he would have used, like, I'm sure. But you didn't need to take his $100, but she's thinking like an addict, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was really messed up when, she, when he goes after her. Yeah. And he gets the $200 from Steve, and then she that steals it from me. him. But at the same time, like Taylor, you said, like, it's not over-dramatized, it's not like this it's fluffy happy life. ending. It's real yeah. life. She would do that. And were you guys surprised when that happened? Like, when she re- like went to go kiss him, did, it, did you all know that she was reaching in to get the money? No, no, I didn't, but I no, should have expected I it. I yeah. was. I, w- I, <laughs> I don't have many experiences with addicts. Yeah. You no, know, that's what you're supposed. To, yeah, I wouldn't say I was like surprised, but I wasn't not surprised either. You yeah, know what I mean, like when yeah. it happened, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah, that and then that just kind of starts off like this downward spiral for Luke. Like he gets beat up, and then at first when he got beat up, I was like, what are you taking from him? He doesn't have anything. <laughs> and then he's got no shoes on. I was like, I guess he could use his shoes. Yeah. Here's my thing: when he calls Paige. That scene when he called Paige and he was like, I just want to come back. I don't care if there's a bed. I will sleep on the floor. I'm shivering. I'm so cold. Literally broke me. Yeah. I was like, I feel so bad for you. You literally risked everything to go and help. For this mean, mean girl. I want to say other words. It rhymes with witch. Yeah. (laughs) Witch of a lady. Yeah. I just, it just 
broke me. And that, that's one of the few scenes that we see of Luke where... He's actually really caring. Yeah. Where he got that really sensitive, sweet side of him, which we got a lot when he was a little yes. boy. Like, he was always so scared, but he was always trying to protect Nell. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, he still got that in him. It's just, it was fogged by the addiction. Exactly. Yeah. And what I love about it is that at the end of the episode, we find out the ghost that he's mostly being haunted by, and it's the guy in the bowler hat. The same one that you alluded to earlier, Crystal, yeah. with, the, with the scene when it was a twin thing. And I don't want to say that these ghosts are attached to physical objects, because they're, they're not. We know that. Mm-hmm. They're attached to people. My question is, why did this, the, the ghost with the bowler hat, the old man, target Luke? I think it's because of the hat. I think it just, like, it, he's also impressionable, but I think he was the first one to pick up his at, which is, like, a real-life object. And we talk about how the realities, like, spill over, especially in this house. Yeah. So, like, that house, we or that hat's still physically there, whether, I mean, the ghost spiritually is. But, you know, and then Luke had that hat, which has a tie to him, and I think that was just, like, that was the connection. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Because we see that with more than, you know, obviously just Luke's character. Like, we yeah. have the bitneck lady with Nell, which I'm sure we'll get into. Mm-hmm. And even the fact that a ghost, like, held Theo's hand and now her hand and, is yeah. the connection. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of see that yes. throughout more or less in different ways. Yeah, I agree. That That's a good point. I like that. Um, when Luke is doing his monologue, I just want to take a step back really quick. He's telling us all about, you know, when he went to go live with Aunt Janet. And how he was so young when his mother committed suicide... I love the way that the the show deals with that. I thought it was a very honest portrayal of this kid's mom just committed suicide. You don't know at that age what suicide is. No. You don't know that your mother killed herself. You don't know all of that. And especially with your father not telling you anything because he's trying to protect you. Mm-hmm. And granted, I, I agree with Hugh and, and why he did what he did. Do I think that he could have did it better? Yes. I would have just been like, the house is haunted. Let's not go back there. <laughs> uh, yeah, but at the same time... They it's... all saw the ghosts. It's not like they would have been like, BS, you know? And it's like, what do you Steve tell the might police have been... and like, other people, too? Well, that's, that's fine. Tell other people she committed suicide, but your yeah. children, I'd be like, eh. I think it's once a risk, you... but I'd like, yeah. also, if you're trying not to get them back in the house, that's the number one way to do it. <laughs> I think once you say it out loud, though, and once you accept it, it makes it real. Yeah. And I don't think... They wanted it to be real. Yeah, I mean, would true. you? I just wouldn't want any of my children or anyone I know going back in that stupid house. <laughs> no, no, me neither. Yeah. And back to the monologue really quick. Luke tells us, like, how he, as a little boy at Aunt Janet's house, he just, every car that passed, every headlight that shone through the window, he thought that it was his mom coming home. Oh, that's so sad. And the only reason I bring that up is because that whole, that whole same symbolism and the same um, message of coming home... Ugh. Like, we see with Nell, and, and when it says, come home, or uh, come home come now, and she now. writes it on the wall. We see with Shirley, when the porch light goes mm-hmm. on twice in her um, forever That's model her home. Mom's, yeah. yeah. And then we see with Luke, when the headlights are, are shown, he always thought that his mom would come home. That's a really good point. It's just, it's just the writers are just fantastic in, like, doing because the little... house wants everyone to come home. I, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the way it, the, the but the way it's like shown to different yeah, people yes. is great. It's great. It's yes, so good. I agree. And then this power of seven. What did you guys think about that? Oh, another I crushing moment. 
Just it, it's just like a domino effect of just like punching me in the but heart. But yes, and it's so perfect for Nell because she's the one that they've said so many times she kept us all together. She was like mm-hmm. the one that was always worried about which we get into later in the funeral scene. Yes. But it's relative to Nell because she would write letters to Santa and they'd be Ugh. all about her siblings. She wouldn't even ask for what she wanted. No. And so it's just like she always was and there's it's the whole family. So it, she was the one that was the Little bubble. And then it's like yeah. when you can't count to seven anymore because yeah. like one of them is it's gone. gone. Yeah. Because it's so simple on paper. Like it's such a simple thing. Like counting. But then to yes. see it, yeah. Yes, to see it and to just like the impact that it actually has emotionally. It's like, wow. He, you I, have crafted he killed a show. it this episode. Yeah, he, he really was, did. It was so realistic and so emotional. And I was, yeah. And then even at the end of the episode when Steve and Paige come to get him, I oh. was like... I literally was on my pins and I was like, you can't tell him that Nell's dead. No, not you right can't. now. Not right, exactly. That's why I was, I was like, you can't tell him right now because it'll break him. He will relapse yeah. in a second. And especially after we just saw what happened with Joey and she was nine months clean and then she just relapsed, I felt like they couldn't tell him. So when Steve did tell him, I was upset at first until Luke goes, it wasn't an accident. That's when you knew that Luke was on the same page as yeah. Nell. And then... I mean, I, my mind was just blown. I was like, okay, so at, at least Luke is woke. That was literally Luke my thought. Luke is woke. Luke is woke. Luke knows what's going on. I want to talk about Luke's relationships with each of the siblings as well. Because Luke, Stephen was the one to tell Luke that his, his sister was dead. Mm-hmm. And Luke and him had a very, they didn't really have much of a relationship when he was little. Yeah, he... The one scene that sticks out to me is, like, I mean, Steve always played the big brother role, but there was that one during the storm where he's like, I'm your big brother, that's my job, I'll never. Mm -hmm. But he played that role with everyone, so it's hard to, yeah. They're also the only two boys, so that also you would think would help. But, yeah, they really didn't. And they're just very different, like, especially being the two brothers. Like, Mm -hmm. we had Steve being the more, like, traditionally masculine one, like, going to help his dad in, like, the basement and help fix that. And then we had... Yeah, and then we had Luke, you know, being the, like, more artistic one and who likes to, you know, dress up with the bowler hats and things like that. So I thought that was a really cool, like, just contrast between the two. Like, very different sides. But the fact that Steve is still trying to protect him is, like, very sweet. I think the treehouse scene uh, is very Mm -hmm. um, significant in my mind between Steve and Luke's relationship because that's when we're introduced to Abigail. And Steve just chops it up to imaginary friend. And that's that's literally the setting of what we get. Oh, it's just an imaginary friend until we obviously You literally out, think it is. Yeah, until, until we find it isn't. Yeah. what happened in the end, and she's obviously clearly not imaginary. But <laughs> it's just fascinating. It's just brilliant how the writers plant that seed in your head, and you just chalk it up because he's such he's so little, and you're like, oh yeah, it's just it's a ghost. Yeah, that's what we chalked it up as in the beginning. At least yeah. that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So then I want to get into Luke and Shirley. Mm. Luke, Luke and Shirley, they haven't. I think this is one of my favorite relationships between the siblings because Shirley was always there for Luke. And this is before the funeral home was successful. This yeah, is we her see like her shoving her out fronting money. money. Yep. Yeah. She always wanted him to be on the right track because I feel like deep down she knew what he went through when they were little, obviously. Yeah. And I feel like it just go it just filters into him as an adult and for her to have to shun him away from his own sister's wedding in that one scene. It's like a breaking point. I mean, the way that she handled it, I'm sure crushed her, but the way that the actress handled it, I just, I mean, it's brilliant, but how could you, would you have turned him away? No. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. No, because it's not my decision to make as the sister. It's yeah. Nell's decision, and that's mm-hmm. her twin brother. Yeah. And we even see her later on in the episode. I wish Luke was here. Yeah. Like, and it's not, I get why she did it, because, you know, it's her sister's day. You want it to be perfect. But then if that's, for it to be perfect, I'm sure she wants everyone in her family to be there. Yeah. And also, yeah, I just, it, I don't know. I feel like she should have at least, Nell should have at least known that he tried to come. Yeah. 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 Shirley's just the tough love, so we know guys, okay? And yeah. you love her so I much. Do. I'm sorry, and yeah. the scene, I, I don't want to jump ahead because we'll cover these episodes next week, but after, you know, the, all the whole funeral goes down and it's like, where, you know, where did the car go? Where's Luke? And like, you can tell that it just breaks her to like have yeah. to even suggest like, that again, it could be yeah. him. Yes. Because she's like, she feels almost, I think, betrayed by him in yeah. a way. And, um, but you can tell that she obviously cares about him so much mm-hmm. in a maternal way because yeah. I feel like she really tries to fill that role once yeah. Olivia passes away. Yeah. She's definitely tough love, but she wants it to work out in his mm-hmm. favor. It just hasn't yet. So. Yeah. Which brings us into Nell's episode, the Bent Neck Lady, episode five. Now, this is one of my favorite episodes. I cried in this episode. I cried yeah. too. It was the most haunting, if you will, yes. of all the episodes. And I know I use that word a lot in the last at least Haunting two episodes it is. but that's like the writers did such a good job on just having us use that adjective to describe every aspect of this show and I feel like with Nell she was the most haunted one out of mm-hmm. everybody I mean she was haunted since she was a little girl by herself by herself Do you the guys? irony <laughs> like oh. insane like what is that like I don't I don't even understand. And then it just filters into her adulthood where she doesn't know how to handle it. So she goes to see a sleep technician who we found out is Arthur. And we talk, and if we want to talk about, I know, and if we want to talk about the ups and downs of a show, I mean, we talked about Luke's ups and downs. Let's talk about Nell's ups and downs as an adult, because obviously going from being haunted from like by yourself, by yourself as a person, um, will screw you up as a child. Obviously, she doesn't know that that was her the entire time until the end. But that is going to filter into your adult life. And we find out, like, this whole sleep paralysis thing. We find out about, you know, her walls that she's built. Go ahead, Krista. I just... I know. Arthur, it just... Like, why would you you bring him into my life as a viewer? (laughs) And, like, they show this beautiful love story. And Arthur's the best guy with the sleep paralysis and everything. And it's just... No wedding. wonder like, Nell has issues. The, but you gotta take everyone away from her. And this the really beautiful thing about their relationship is when she's like sitting in his office and she just says, It feels so nice to be believed. And I was like, Whoa. For someone yeah. you had to hear me or listen, and I was like, Ugh. Yeah, well, because she talks about other doctors and, mm-hmm. and how they're saying, Oh, you know, it's just whatever, they chalk it up to just, you know, you not being able to sleep. And he's so good to her with the sleep yes. paralysis where yes. I'd be, like, freaked out. I'd be like, oh, God, what are you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, like, they, I love how they fast-forwarded the relationship because I didn't need to see all of it. Yeah, I mean, no. you know, you they proposed, the they got best, married. Yes. But every part is like, oh, I love them, I love them, I love them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Arthur, Arthur, for being in one episode, well, he was in a few other episodes, but very, very minimal. He left a lasting impression. Yeah, he, did he did leave a very lasting impression. And I love that the writers gave Nell something, they gave her a happy moment because she was... I do like that. She, she was, like, blissfully happy. For, yeah. And what did she say? Ben, I don't know how long their relationship actually was. It was, like, eight months into L.A. I don't mm-hmm. know how long they were together. But she hadn't seen Bentonette, lady. Mm-hmm. And that whole yes. time. So at least she got, you know. Do you guys agree with that saying, it is better to love than to never have loved yes. and lost than to never yes. love yeah. at all? Yes. Really? Yes. How do we feel about the scene when she got Theo to try to connect 
Arthur to her. That was... I would do the same, though, because I'd be so... I think I'd be more haunted by the... Here we go. Haunted. By See? the fact that it was my... That I that wonderful man, like, got brought into my life, and he was, like, literally the sweetest, and I'm the reason he's dead now. Because yeah. you know that's what... She doesn't think it was an aneurysm. Like, and it, you know what I mean? So she's obviously, like, ah... Uh, but it's funny because it actually it was, was an aneurysm because she wouldn't have killed him. No, as but herself. it's just like you know her I mean? thinking that. So in her situation, I totally would have been like, "Please tell me what happened to him. I need to know it wasn't me." Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so tough though because it's like you have to see it from Theo's side too. Where I'd about be like, like no, no, because like that. I mean that screws with Theo the every time she touches something. Yes. Absolutely, and she puts her hands on the floor. I'm like, oh, that's so far. Like yeah. that's crossing so line. And why would you want to be there? Like on one of your sister's worst nights ever. Like in per- reliving that. I just yeah. Yeah, I just that entire. You don't think it's better line. to love and lost than? Uh, Ooh, this is the deep. That's I mean, the deep it's, a, it's a deep question. I don't. I yes, I like agree obviously with that. take out the lost if I can. But obviously, yeah. I mean we all. I mean we're all gonna die. I mean it's not. It's true. I mean, it's nobody's inevitable. gonna live forever. Speak I just for feel yourself. like. I mean, okay, Krista, do you have <laughs> She's something gonna that be you want to more? So I, know, right? <laughs> I feel like when it comes to. I feel like it's about the way that you lose. Like, if you lose from, like, old age, or if you lose from... Like, if you both die at the same time. Yeah, like, there are are nice ways to lose. Yeah. Whereas, you know, this is a brain aneurysm at the peak of your relationship, and it's just really hard to say, yes, I'd rather have loved and lost than never have loved at all. That's true. But, like, they had such a good relationship. Yeah. I know. I know. Okay. I want to get into just Nell's relationships as well, because Nell's relationships with her siblings... Especially with Steve, because the oldest and the youngest always have a feud, because there's so many years that separate them. Yeah. And with Steve and Nell, I think the culmination of all of this frustration of Steve using all of her stories and for print and for making money all come to a head in the reading episode where he's reading um, um, excerpts from his book, and she confronts him about it. And it's all because of this therapist that she's seeing whack job yeah and I didn't like him I'm glad that you stole Theo's line about <laughs> yeah. how it's a whack job what do we think about that relationship between her and the therapist first really of all quick? how did you not notice she was off her meds exactly like I, therapist rule number one I'd assume I'm no, I didn't go to school for that but like you know she clearly even the way she brushed it off yeah I'm taking my meds I'd be like what's up sister I read and also telling her to go back to the house. Yeah. Okay. I read a. Um, I just want to shout it out because I read a vulture um, yeah. recap, and one the, one of the comments was like, maybe in season two the Crane siblings will sue the therapist <laughs> for malpractice. And yeah. I was like, please. But like seriously though, I mean, and Chris, I don't think he actually told her to no, go back. No, but, but he a person to like fact. her is going to be like, I'm going to go back to the house. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> back like, to the bags. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, so go back to the root of the problem. Cool. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's established in that scene with her and Steve is that she never really spoke up for herself. No. Until then. Which, if you think about it, yes, this therapist wasn't the best for her, but at least, at least she's... She was getting help. She found her voice. Yes, voicing her opinions and how she felt after all of these years. And that kind of filters into her relationship with Theo as well, because when she tries to do that whole, you know, get connection to Arthur with Theo... She tells her, like, oh, well, you have your limits, but only with us, never with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's just another example of Nell voicing her opinions that she never had before. And I feel like it was really Arthur's death that forced her into this role of, hey, you need to speak up for yourself. Yeah. yeah. I just think, yeah. And then her relationship with Shirley, 
was always very interesting because I know you pointed it out earlier, Krista. There's a very mothering. It is, yeah, which surely just. I think plays that role with all of them in a way, but with Nell in particular, I felt like it was very... Also because Nell was so young, and so was Luke, so I think that's why Shirley just really took over that role with both of them. And Nell just got the brunt of it. Like, she had all of the nightmares, and, like, she had to sleep on the couch, and all of this stuff. That part made me angry. Like, why couldn't she just sleep with you guys? Just let I her know, curl up right? in bed with you yes. two. What kind of? I you don't have to co sleep every night, but she's scared. And why should the mom have to sleep on the floor? I, well, the dad wait. goes back to bed <laughs> in this huge, really yeah. nice bed. By the way, I would have let her crawl in with me. I like don't understand that part. There are a lot of choices, but I like I said, we covered Hugh and and Olivia in last week's episode. Yeah, and you know, we said how how great of parents they were because they didn't. They didn't baby their children, but they didn't mm-hmm. overspoil their children. They were very strict with their children. There was, like, a very nice balance mm-hmm. that they had with them. And I feel like them not allowing her to sleep in the bed with was them. was, like, not giving in to the fear. Yeah, yeah, it was just like, okay, you need to grow up. You can sleep on the couch if you want to. Yeah, but which just goes to show what kind of mother I'll be. <laughs> I mean, just too stinking cute, though. Yeah, I know, I know. Not come here all night. I know. Well, I want to talk about Nell really quick as a child, because I want to... There's that one specific scene. If we talked about... Um, Luke and not being able to let his mother go. There was the scene of Hugh and Nell at the hotel the morning after all of this happened, Mm. when the police are about to come. And they're sitting on the bench, and she's trying to grasp where her mother is. And I think that deep down, because she's so sensitive and connected to her mother, she knew. Yeah. What did you guys think? I love this scene also because it brings in the stopwatch, or the watch watch. where she taps it twice, and then we see her... Because he's like, when the hand's on the 2 and the 12, and then we see her at that same hotel before she goes in, and then she wakes up at 2. It's just these crossovers and the connections are so great, but that's why I particularly love this scene. Yes. And I love that she also has this memorabilia from her dad, and then also the locket is, like, significant Mm -hmm. from her mom, and both Mm -hmm. these pieces ended up with Nell. Yeah. It's just, like, so fitting. I think Hugh and Nell's relationship is just so interesting and almost unexpected anyway. Mm-hmm, yes. Like, we get it really introduced, like, in that hotel scene. But then, um, I guess it was probably back in episode one or two, but when she calls him and he knows right away that yep. she's not where she says she mm-hmm. is. And he's, like, very protective of her. And I like, and I think maybe that all kind of, like, started during that little hotel scene where they started to get sort of closer because they are the two that, like, really believe. And Luke does in a way, too. But I yeah. think Nell and Hugh just have that really special connection. Yeah. I want to go back to episode four really quick, the twin thing. Because this is when we get the most foreshadowing. Because we see the ropes on the spiral staircase. And Olivia's telling Hugh, hey, you should take those down before somebody gets killed. Duh. <laughs> it's literally foreshadowing, you guys. Yes. Literally setting us up for this next episode. Also, Hugh, why didn't you take those down? You please. <laughs> like, li- but literally. You had one job, Hugh. It was your fault, too. I'm just kidding. It was not Hugh's fault. But we get into this episode, and because of the encouragement from the therapist, Nell goes back to the house, I think mostly to find closure. And yeah. she just. I don't think she was going in planning to hang herself from the. Obviously, no. Yeah. No, but I think that because of all the advice that he was giving her to, like, you know, stick up for herself, she was getting. I think she was off this high. You could tell she was nervous, too. Like, who wakes up at what time was it, 1 a.m.? And is yes. like, now's the time. Well, of course. <laughs> I mean, I would be nervous, too. Yeah. yeah. Guess it is. Yeah. yeah. I guess this is it. <laughs> no better time like the present. <laughs> I think what I love most about the scene when she goes back to the house is that it was. Like, this house is so smart. 
because they it's they house. it's a devil house like they literally cater to what you want to see it's arthur it's her on her wedding day it's yep. all of her siblings everybody's happy the, the lights, house is beautiful porch lights twice to come yeah. on in mom's I mean, in there yeah it's like luring her in that was such so beautifully shot though too beautiful like, like dancing uh, with arthur yes and then we find and out flips back and forth yeah and then we find out it's olivia that winds up killing nell because now we already established, did not kill herself. No, and she was like, no, mom. <laughs> right. And then she, Olivia kills her because she wants to wake her up, if you will. And that is how we find out that Nell has literally been haunting herself this entire time, Trying warning to, yeah, herself warning her. of this is what your future is. But what I loved in the last, last episode, and we will cover it, obviously, but I just had to bring it up because it's significant to this, is that... She tells her siblings at the end, the very last episode, she's like, no matter how different we've done it, it was always going to happen this way. And I love it. Like, she was meant like, to It was die. inevitable, It yeah. was inevitable, and I completely believe that. That's just, like, the ultimate tragedy, though. It you really know, is. No matter what you do or how hard you try, yep. it all roads lead to this. Yeah. That sucks. I mean, there are so many things that we can tear, like, there are so many things that we can, like, pinpoint and, and tear apart. I know that, you know, there are so many other shows here at After Buzz that other people, uh, others can watch, our After Buzzer fans. Yeah, our network actually produces after shows for nearly all of your favorite TV shows. From dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more, there is no network that works harder to serve television fans. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. By subscribing to our channel, YouTube will suggest content that is tailor-made for you and will help AfterBuzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about pesky notifications, don't be because they are completely optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other AfterBuzz YouTube channels as well. Let us know you did so in the comments and we'll thank you on air. And guys, I've been checking the comments for part one. I appreciate you <laughs> responding. I love reading all your guys' thoughts on the ending and, you know, that you like this panel and stuff. Yes. <laughs> but for now, thank you guys for helping us be the ESPN of TV talk. And you guys, we love you. I mean, we do this show for, for you. you. I mean, this is why we're here. I mean, we I did not honestly expect to have this many views and yeah, you this rock. many you comments and stuff because it's the show, I mean, yes, we were a little late to it. After Buzz was a little late to it, but we're so grateful that you guys are here. If you are watching on iTunes or Spotify or listening to I- on iTunes or Spotify, give us five stars. If you're watching us on the YouTube uh, live chat right now or later on, give us a thumbs up. Give us a comment. Like I said, we love interacting with you guys. We love yeah. reading your comments. Um, we are going to go into uh, one of our favorite segments called uh, our favorite quiz segment of the week. Um, I know that we want to you know continue breaking down this episode and we could we can go go on forever we can go on forever you guys but we are on limited time but i want to go to our favorite segment um every week this is only our second week so this is our second quiz we're going to do a different quiz every week um this week we did the which haunting of hill house ghost are you which creepy ghost from the haunting of hill house are you uh, we all took the quiz. I'm going to have our engineer, our wonderful engineer, Jonathan, pull it up really quickly. Um, this is what the quiz looks like. Um, I think it's about six to yeah, seven questions. Yeah, it was questions. real quick. There it is, if you guys can see it. Uh, it's from BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed has the best quizzes. Um, our Taylor, uh, our uh, amazing panelist Taylor over here, uh, writes for some yes. uh, BuzzFeed quizzes. And a little bonus. It, I didn't make this one, but I did make Are You More Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or Haunting of Hill House? Because I'm obsessed with both of those little spooky Netflix gems. So you should go find that, too. Yeah. Yes, as well as this one. one. As well as this one. But we all took this one. Go ahead yes. and tell them your results, guys. Yeah, so I got Bit Neck Lady, which is pretty fitting yes. tonight. Um, my little paragraph says, people might be intimidated by you, but that's just because you're 
you're misunderstood. You're often just trying to help people, even though you have to admit your tactics could use some work. But what else are you supposed to do? This was always your fate. <laughs> I got Olivia Crane. So Which there we go. I think is brilliant. Yes. I think Taylor's is brilliant too because we just covered <laughs> yeah. the Bed Neck, uh, episode, Bed Neck Lady episode, but yeah. that's pretty epic. It says, you have a deep, unending love for your family and would do anything to protect them. Sometimes you can come across as overbearing. Sure. <laughs> Not false. But it's just because you want to keep everyone safe. You can stand to watch people suffer and you'll do whatever it takes to prevent them from feeling pain. Aww. Beautiful. Yeah. This is why Chris is our friend, you guys. Um, I got Poppy Hill. Fabulous. Yes. Fabulous. This is so spot this on. This is so spot on. You guys have to listen to this. You've got a big personality and the fashion, sen- fashion sense to match. Mm. Duh. You love to give advice whether you're qualified to give it or not. Because ultimately, you just kind of love other people's drama. That's good. Sure, so your perfect. advice might not always be great, but it'll result in a pretty good story. Like, come I on. mean, BuzzFeed did a really great job with this one because it's Taylor spot made. On, you guys. Um, guys, make sure you take the quiz. There are really fun questions in there. Like, if you were a ghost, where would you hide? Um, what's your favorite scary movie? Yeah. Like, there's like really, it's, it takes like five seconds. That's why we have our Jeopardy music on. So, guys, if you want, take the quiz. Let us know your results in the comments. Tweet at us. Whatever, let us know because I want to see what other ghosts there are. Yeah, I don't me know what too. other ghosts there are. Um, let's get into some news and gossip, shall we? Yes. After TV news. Now I know, Krista, you Woo. pulled up some stuff. Yeah, so I got a fun little story from Elizabeth Reeser, who plays Shirley, as we all know. And apparently she's pretty squeamish and she doesn't like blood or guts or anything like that. Dead bodies, not her thing. Which is funny because she literally, she literally owns a morgue. Owns a morgue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So she was like, when she signed up to play Shirley, she was kind of in denial about the fact that in order to fully step into the shoes of the eldest Crane daughter, she would have to take on not all only Shirley's trauma and neuroses, but her profession as a mortician. So she was like, it was eight months, which or nine months, I said, of filming, and she said it was basically a grieving process for her because she had to get over that. But she was excited to do it and loved reading for Shirley, but she said it was definitely not a walk in the park. That yeah. is Shirley right yeah. there on the screen, you guys. Uh, she's beautiful. And she's done her. so much stuff. She's a, she's a brilliant actress. I mean, you can see it in this in this show. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. They spent nine months filming the show. I, it's a lot. I think that's emotionally draining. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's insane. That's like a marathon. <laughs> that's like training for our marathon. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I have a little bit of news and gossip as well. We Ooh. talked about how the children represented each stage of grief, and we didn't get to touch on it, so I'm going to bring it up now. Now, TVInsider.com says that Luke Crane uh, represents depression um, and Nell represents acceptance. Yeah. Which mm. is pretty spot on. Yeah, it's very spot on. I just thought that that was really fascinating. Um, we said it last week as well, if you guys forgot. Um, Shirley represents anger, Theo represents bargaining, and Steve represents denial. Yeah. Um, I just want to recap that again because this is the the fin- the part two of our part our four uh, episode arc here covering Haunting of Hill House, and uh, after this episode, that'll be the end of covering the characters. But next week we're covering six, seven, and eight, oh. um, which are all like the funeral episodes. You guys, the funeral house, uh, the funeral um, sorry home, Nell's funeral, and how it impacts all. Of them. Everybody, yeah, um, I'm so excited, so excited. It's like it only gets better from here, you yeah. guys. We're very excited. So, thank you guys for joining us for part two of the haunting of Hill House. Um, if you want to follow us, go ahead and tell them where they yeah, can find hey us. Hey guys, you can follow me all over social media at Krista Flengy. You guys can find me on Twitter at alphabet underscore Anne and on Instagram at Taylor underscore Gates underscore. And I am Timothy Michael. You can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. We love you guys. Yes. We will see you guys next week, same time, same day. Bye, Bye. Hey guys.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz, see you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.